Welcome back to The Basement once again, boys and girls, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Joining us this week are going to be uh, Carrie, who you know, and uh, Patrick, who you know. And the reason is, is because we basically, we can't talk about a Wilco album without Patrick here. He is their number one fan. Uh, I'll leave it up to you to decide how creepy that gets. Um, but we have a, we have a spirited discussion about Wilco's tenth album out, uh, Schmilko, which is out now. It just came out this past Friday. Uh, also, uh, we're going to be talking about the new uh, iPhone Seven, particularly the uh, the ditching of the audio jack. It is not. I, I don't know if we articulated too well uh, in this, um, but uh, you know, it, it's a little more complicated than you think. It's not just this is going away. It's like what this might mean. Say, for example. Uh, lower income communities uh, removing a a ubiquitous uh, interface um, from devices making it proprietary and uh, and when you have something that has the install base that Apple does uh, it, it starts to potentially remove options obviously uh, people can go however buy whatever they want but oh, we're going to get into a little bit of that and uh, actually we'll be exploring that a little further down the road here uh, and then uh, we're going to be playing a new track from a band that uh, I've been, I've never seen, but waiting to see him for a long time. And now I can at least hear him, the Flat Five of Chicago, uh, which is uh, Kelly Hogan, Nora O'Connor, Scott Luggin, Casey McDonough, and Alex Hall. And so we're going to get you a little background on that. And I'm going to play the track, uh, This Is Your Night. So in order uh, of how this podcast is go, it's going to go first, we are going to abuse the uh, word dongle. <laughs> regularly and to great effect then we're going to be talking about Wilco's new album Schmilko and then we're going to be playing you a groovy ass track from Chicago's Flat 5 if you guys are ready for all that if you're comfortable if your beverage is cold or warm maybe you're drinking tea maybe this is a nice uh, tea time podcast I think we'll just get to it now so here you go this is episode number 217 of Chunky Glasses the podcast where we're reviewing the new album from Wilco Schmilko Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. It I will roll the record up and down. That right there is a wonderful sound. Patrick, ever, Patrick has a key to his own vault in his hand. Have I ever told you to me? <laughs> have I ever told you about the guy who ran for Yale College Council, who had the best name I've ever heard in my life? Please go tell for it. it. Please. This, this is his real name. Yes. Ready? Go for it. Ramsey Woodcock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The question and, I have is, and if you're listening, that is your free band name of 2016. The question I have is, as a parent. How sadistic are you if your last name is that to choose Ramsey as a first name? I picture a house with lots of sliding glass doors, lots of bowls with keys in them, and <laughs> lots and lots of cocaine. I have no idea. Uh, no idea. Are you guys ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> ready. Who wouldn't be this after is, this that sort of an intro? This is an appropriate conversation given what we're going to down here to talk about tonight. Uh, Patrick, welcome back. 
sir. Uh, been a li- been a little while, uh, but we probably could not have done this woke up podcast without you. So, I mean, you could have. Well, you, I, I mean, just would have hated you, you eternally. That Patrick's going to show up once a year because yeah. Wilco's going to put out put an, an album, album once sure. a year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Carrie. <laughs> Hello. Who, we might have your spawn in on the, the podcast, which would be amazing. Well, Again. We'll um, we're here to talk about Wilco Schmilko, which just came out this past Friday, if you're listening to this on Monday. Uh, before that, we're going to like vent a little outrage. We had a story we were going to talk about. <laughs> we had one we were going to talk about that was pretty good. Uh, it, it, it basically involves a zombie RDO. We're not going to talk about that now. You know why? Because there was an Apple thing today. You know what those motherfuckers did? They took away our goddamn headphone jacks. <laughs> so, how the fuck are we supposed to listen to music now? Yeah. Anybody? Um, through your um, brain chasm when your head explodes <laughs> after they make you shove uh, a bunch of um, mechanics into your ears that mm. are all wireless yeah. because they don't fucking care about your brainwaves? Nope. Nope. Thanks, thanks, You're Apple. Gonna stick two routers in your ears and hope you don't blow up. Uh, so here's what's going on, folks: is the long rumored removal of this little uh, ubiquitous port here in all your devices, like literally every single fucking device mm-hmm. that transmits sound that I own in this house. Uh, it's going away. Apple says, you know, but you don't really need it anymore. Our phones need to be thinner, and so now it's the lightning cable, the charging thing. So you'll plug your lightning cable into that, or you will plug it into, if you don't want to do that, you can plug it into a dongle, which is a real word, Patrick, <laughs> um, and Daria, even though you don't listen to these, um, where, you can, uh, where you can use your older headphones through the dongle, uh, but their real play is... We're just going to giggle every time you say through, dongle. Through the like, dongle is like, my new podcast. Like, the dongle. like, like, <laughs> chi- like, like children, we're just going to like snicker whenever you say that. But, but, but the Welcome real- to Through the Dongle. <laughs> I'm your host. <laughs> What would through the dongle be Ram about? Cut. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> uh, oh boy! Oh, if everybody's name had the word cock in it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, their their real play though is the so called AirPods. This is a hundred and fifty nine dollar set of earbuds that they don't they aren't connected. So one in one ear, uh, one in the other. They can fall out at any time. Uh, as you I said, can lose them like socks. You can lose them like socks. As I said, they have a chip in them that are supposed to, um, I guess, process some sound or what. They weren't really heavy on the details, where, but it's a wireless uh, mm. signal that comes from your phone to your ears, and you hear it. Now, what we know about wireless technology to date <laughs> is that it fucking sucks. If you have a pair of Bluetooth headphones, It may you make know, you sterile. I'm not sure. Really? I mean, yeah. that's only if you put the headphones on your balls. <laughs> or ovaries, I guess. Or your dongle. Or your dongle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, is going, this is going way better than I expected. <laughs> dongle listening in the basement. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, the... This this idea that uh, and we were talking about this a lot upstairs that this massive supplier of hardware that I, I don't know what the market like penetration is but they they're a lo- they got a lot of fucking iPhones out in the world and they're making a play for China now. First of all, you said mm. penetration. Boom. <laughs> second of all, for what listeners, was it modifying? Right. Dongle. For second of all. Uh, for listeners who aren't aware of your house, you actually are a homeowner. You actually have more than just the basement. So when you keep talking about upstairs, 
I just want to make sure that listeners at home understand you okay. live in this basement. Right, right, right. You well, actually have. All the servants live downstairs in the Eduardo. aristocracy. Eduardo. And Eduardo. Yeah. Eduardo tends to my 311 CDs. <laughs> dust them all. Eduardo Bring out that Celtic crows. things, but uh, yeah, you actually have an upstairs. Mm. And I just couldn't let you say the word penetration without pointing it out because I am apparently the beavis of this show. Thank you. And dongle. Onwards. <laughs> <laughs> so so we have what we have here is like this major hardware manufacturer that is trying to um not disrupt in the way that they did in the past. I mean when the iPhone dropped it was disruptive and it was and when the iPod dropped it was disruptive. But it it turned Apple into watch. A, Apple, so much. Yeah, yeah, but it turned into <laughs> a necessity. So much. <laughs> now what we're looking at is leaving like literally millions of people with access to only like I have one earbud in my ear that is plugged in to a uh, in a quarter inch jack. Millions of people that may only have access to that being pushed out of a technology that they can never afford. Mm. So 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 Patrick, you're 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 mulling stuff over there. Um, well, I think we're all agreed that we don't like <clears throat> Bluetooth based sound. Mm-hmm. So having Bluetooth based sound on some level forced on you is not so good. If you're, I think the biggest frustration I have, and we've alluded to this in other parts of this house where the aristocracy <laughs> lives, <laughs> is that, um, is that, have you seen the dongle room? <laughs> <laughs> right next to the jungle room. Sure. Uh, so, um, as someone who's really interested in headphone technology, I'm not talking about, because if you think Beats is headphone technology, stop listening to the podcast. Interesting um, point that I'll get to well, after you finish Beats your thing. Beats is involved, yeah, I know. Yes. But um, I'm talking about Coast headphones. I'm talking about high-end, um, well, Sennheiser. I'm talking Sennheiser, about the, yeah. the real good headphone makers, not the junk that it gets passed off as Beats headphones. So as someone who's interested in has cultivated and read entire articles about the best headphone technology for listening to music, period, not just Mm -hmm. analog, but also digital, and has forced uh, high-end headphone technology onto a phone, which is a dangerous thing to do because really the phone's never going to deliver what you want it to deliver. Although I know we know compression rates are getting better. To then, on some level, take that away or impede my ability to force some level of high sound quality onto my main listening device makes me beyond angry. Now you tell me I'm going to get a dongle. What remains to be seen is how fast the dongle breaks, whether the, I'm sure there's going to be some adapt adaptability problem. Like I'm going to have a, a, a... what happens if you slam the dongle in the door? (laughs) Ouch. You need to be uh, more careful with your dongle. Yeah. So, but like, there's also the issue of like, am I going to be able to put a regular headphone sort of male part <laughs> into the dongle? I didn't mean for that to sound like it was, or am I have to have some adapter that's going to in- further interfere and dilute the sound right. quality? Like, Tell me how this is going to go before you well, make there, the decision that I can't well, plug this there, into the there, phone. There, there, will be a, there, will, there will be adapters there. And, and yeah, but it's going to be another 150 bucks. Right. True. The other the other thing I mean, is it's that it's a little tiny thing in a. Can't you just leave it in there? Um. Okay. I I actually was furious when I read this last night. Um. It popped up on one of my feeds. Yeah. Apple gets rid of the phone jack, and I was like, "Oh my god! I hate you so much, fucking Apple!" Even though everything in my house is Apple. 
um, because I actually have multiple levels of um, technology. I still have uh, like a tiny, um, whatever the little bitty one is, like the shuffle. Is that uh-huh. the dongle phone? It's, it's, the, it's the dongle <laughs> phone. The, no, my, my dongle is very big. I, <laughs> believe me, my dongle is fine. Is it but huge? I do have a very tiny. It's amazing. It's amazing. I do have a very. Patrick is not involved. We're walling him off from this conversation about large dongles versus small dongles. Um, it's weird because your hands like are a, so small. <laughs> my hands are normal size, um, but the but I have like a number of different technologies in my house, including old iPhones that I use for basically as iPods at this point right. because they have right. a longer Tons battery music, life. Longer they have battery. a longer battery right. life. And as I mentioned in another part of the aristocracy part of the house, I feel like I talk about running too much on this podcast, but a lot of people God, is she use... talking about running again? People, <laughs> people use music when they work out. And yeah. this is yeah. not going to work because you can't have something that's set up that will take away your ability to charge your phone and then also listen. And when you've, you've if you've got the, right. the 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 splitter that's supposed to work for where you could charge it and also have headphones in. So wait, exactly. you have to pause here. So we talked about this upstairs and we need to explain this to the podcast listeners yes. is that the one of the issues is you can't charge the headphones at the same time that you're charging the phone. If you own an iPhone, you know that you're charging your phone all the effing time. Yes, yes. So I, I have, I have that's a, a huge impediment. Right. What she's referring to is a splitter where you can, you can charge both yes. at once. You, you, oh, you think you, there's going to be a splitter? No, no, no. no that, that is something that I looked up last night as oh, to whether or not you could. <laughs> there will be a splitter available for purchase, but every every splitter I've ever had for any other type of device has always broken or split off or the the hairline wires and it snap within about two months because mm-hmm. you, unless talking you're talking about dongles or splitters i'm talking about a splitter okay. that goes into the <laughs> dongle, dongle so you've got basically two dongles right because what's better than one dongle two dongles <laughs> all plugged into the male part <laughs> of your lightning switch <laughs> Your very, very large mm. lightning oh, That's the podcast. <laughs> and, but I'm sh- we're done. I think you just broke Kevin. <laughs> God, I wish we had Andrew for the, for the snare drop on this one. Yeah. Um, I, so there, there are so many multiple levels of issues that are, that are going to be, that, that's going to, it's going to take a year to work it out. The thing is, is that I actually was around when mm. headphones switched from the 1970s, giant headphones and the yeah. giant jack to the little teeny tiny ones. And everybody had the same freak out about it. Yeah. And eventually that's what happened. I, oh. I, I, I read two different articles last night that talked about the technology of the headphone jack and that it is the oldest and worst technology that's in any modern phone. And Apple's not the first, the first phone to do this. They Other aren't. phones are doing it minor developers are doing it. It's just Apple's the first one to really put it out there and say, guess what? Our market share is large enough. Suck it. You're, you're going to do this. Well, that's that's the question, though. Is their market share large enough? Yeah, it is. And it, because what this requires well, Because is... Samsungs are blowing the fuck up. This is a perfect <laughs> time for them to do this. They couldn't have asked for a better time to launch a new phone with something that people hate yeah. than Every single Samsung is getting recalled, which is the because main it'll competitor. Blow, it will yeah. literally yeah. blow you up. Versus <laughs> the headphones might give you a scanner's type head explosion. <laughs> might give you a scanner's and type will, experience, and but... I will steal that directly from Kevin. I will attribute that yeah, directly I, to you. you, you but, 
you know, the the thing is, uh, again, it gets back to the like this whole technology of what people can afford and whatnot. If if this is a shift and this all of a sudden goes towards this, and so all these devices come out with this, the uh, hmm. actually I'm going to go bit down a different path real quick. Airplay. This is what they said about Airplay. I hate Airplay. Airplay, well, I, I hate it on a PC. Yeah. They said Airplay was a, and Airplay is essentially like a wireless radio frequency. Um, and they said when they made it, they said, sure, yeah, yeah it's going to be available on a PC. It's going to be available for this. And we're going to be able to do all this stuff with Airplay. It'd be just fine. And to date, I don't know how many years ago that was, to date, though, you cannot use Airplay except in iTunes, which is Fucking ridiculous! Right, because uh, Spotify has an AirPlay option. Do they now? Or something like that, yeah. Or huh? something like that. I know because Joey <laughs> Badass know. interrupted my music yesterday because it was picking up some weird AirPlay frequency on a phone. On a phone. On a phone, it does. But I'm yeah. talking about on a laptop. On a laptop. Yeah. So uh, on a laptop, though, if you're using it, you it only translates to this. So say you start making laptops that only have this thing, and it, like it's going to start limiting our headphone choice. And you're gonna have to get all these like crappy and pushing people towards Mac. It's just or it's it's gonna end up driving the technology forward to where mm. that that's gonna have to catch because eventually the technology on wireless will catch up. Mm, yes. The the inefficiencies of of a wireless earbud are that I have weird shaped ears and the regular. We've, but we've all been talking ear, about. It. I know everybody talks about it behind my back. I can hear them because my ears are weird shaped. <laughs> yeah, but um, I can't keep earbuds in my ears unless they have wires in them. Right. And so these wireless earbuds, if I'm trying to run a long distance, a the charge life on the current ones is what five hours. That's bullshit. I run for longer than that because I run long distances. Because you're a beast. No, because I'm <laughs> slow. Um, I'm a very slow beast, but the, they're going to fall out of my damn ears and I'm going to have to go like run them down. But also the, I don't know. It's like, it's like a trade off of, I want the convenience of the, of the actual wires. I do think that eventually the uh, technology is going to be driven forward where the sound quality will have to be better in wireless. There's a, there's a number of reasons right now why I hate wireless. Um, I think it's interesting that this came up at the same time as we're getting ready to talk about Wilco, because one of my comments on that album is that it sounds completely different through your car or through your um, stereo oh, at home versus, versus headphones Agreed. directly in your ears. Yep. Spent a lot of albums this year that are like that, too. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's basically music throughout the ages. Yeah. But this album in particular struck me much differently when I heard it through my Apple mm-hmm. <laughs> headphones. Allow me to play Dongle's advocate for a second. Okay. <laughs> there are people who are going to be excited about this technology. About buying a $300 pair well, of Beats headphones? They're already going to fork over whatever Apple tells them to fork over. And when Apple goes, hey, no more wires. And the sound's like pretty good compared to what your normal sound was that you were used mm. to when you were using earbuds. And all your friends that called you a douchebag for having that thing sticking <laughs> out of your ear before are now going to look like fools because right. you're going to have two of them. Right. talking about the state of Maryland, right? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, yes, but there, but there are people boy. who are going to be excited and think this is cool. And I, I do think in however many years when the digital sound technology starts to catch up more and it catches up more every day, maybe this becomes less of a thing. I hate to sound like a libertarian, but why won't you let me smoke cigarettes anymore? Why are you forcing me to like sh- to to push my good high end analog based headphones out the window, right. or impede 
my ability to use them on my main listening device. Like I just don't, I don't smoke well, cigarettes, I, but I I'm guess, saying I guess, like, I guess that's, where, that's where, kind of, that's the flip side of this is like, why are you forcing this choice on everybody? I guess where, where, Apple made a decision for the better part of humanity, but no, it's so I'm they can mad. sell. They, so they can sell other hardware. And, right. and to, to back up a little, Carrie. So to be clear, you're not necessarily against the Lightning cable, but you are against the wireless headphones. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're okay with the not being able to charge. You know, and, and I and, no no no. I have a lot of problems with this all the way around. I do. I realize that my last sentence had like a one start, and then it kind of stopped in the middle, and then it started a whole different conversation. Um, I, I think that there are multiple problems that are going to be inherent in this change that mm-hmm. I'm not happy about. But I do recognize that if this is a change that pretty much every technology is going to be moving toward, right. eventually I trust that it will get fixed because enough people will be bitching about it that mm. that it will it will figure itself out. I don't like the not being able to charge and not being able to listen at the same time unless you have a splitter because the technology that goes into the splitters is always an issue. I'm hoping that over time, within a year, that that will resolve itself. It may be that a year from now we all listen to this podcast and go, weren't we naive? This is just brilliant. If they they, they turn them all into in-ear monitors, Mm. I'll buy you all. (laughs) Five years from now, we're going to sound like people complaining about, oh, they're getting Ethernet cords. They're going to have Wi-Fi. I don't trust that Wi-Fi signal. I thought you were going to say, Soylent is people? (laughs) Soylent green is people. But we're going to sound like that. I mean, I just... I I, I don't understand how the Bluetooth is ever going to be on par with running a high-end piece of headphone equipment into any device. I just don't. It, it's not just the Bluetooth, though, but, but I guess to my original point, I've been going back to this She's a lot. She's mad about the batteries and the splitters. I'm mad about taking away my old technology. Yeah, and, and I think oh, you should. Oh, I'm mad about and that, I, And I think you I should be. I'm mad about that, them taking so. away that old technology because, you know, something we've been talking about a lot uh, this year, like in, like, lower uh, economic, economically depressed communities and stuff, they're not going to have access to this. And if all of a sudden you start, I mean, it's already bad with streaming. We now have to have, uh, and I'm not, and I'm not advocating for like a, you know, keeping the price high for physical formats and stuff. But the reality is that if you go into a economically depressed set, like neighborhood or whatever, they're trading in tapes. They're trading mixed CDs. They're stuff that we don't even deal with anymore. If you keep adding these layers on top, you're going to see a whole mm. group of people like left behind that, sure, there are the people... like We don't want these Beats headphones, wireless headphones, to become the next Air Jordans, is what I'm saying. But isn't the argument that five years from now, that community will have the wireless earphones just first generation? And that's still how much will it cost them? If this, well, they'll, they'll little, cost this nothing because people will be throwing them away for, and giving them back. Maybe, to Apple. but this little thing right now, you can go. Not these; these are seventy bucks because right. Apple made them. But you he's can, pointing to his headphones. Yeah, but and you can go and get he's these. He's shaking his headphones at us. Go get these for ten fucking dollars at Best Buy, and anybody can afford them, and anybody can plug them into whatever device. And if you were, yeah. and if you bought like one iPhone, and that's your like, my nieces had like iPod touches, like used cracked iPod touches, growing yeah. up. And that was their, like, that's how they listen to music, and that's how they experienced it. If you now have to go out and get all new equipment, (laughs) 
because that's it is going to die. We know all this stuff, at least Apple is a little bit of planned obsolescence. I mean, we're, we're talking about only a few years before you have to use this stuff. Right. And that gets into your like, why are you taking away my old stuff? But there will always Make be- it sound better. The, the argument, the only part of the argument that I agree with is that the lightning cable will provide a higher fidelity. It's it's the new firewire. Right. It's, it's what you use to transfer video and music. Right. And, but it's going to be some sort that? of within six months high you compression won't, solution that will solve my problem. Within yeah. six months, you won't have to buy these particular things from Apple or Motorola or whoever's putting them out right now. Griffin will step in. Whatever other you know Apple ripoff company will step in. There are multiple things available at Target, yeah. which are not high quality, but will allow you access. Anytime you've got a higher level uh, technology that comes in, there is a lower level technology that has a lower quality, but is accessible. And so it's a trade-off. I I think your point about about, people who really can't afford, whether it's a community or whether it's a 10-year-old, it's... There will always be people who can't afford whatever the latest technology yeah. is. Yeah, you're but talking about cracked also... iPad touches. Ten years ago, those didn't exist. So right. what were they using then? But, right. Commodore 64s? No, right. they were also, using Apple II. Yeah, 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 there will yeah, also be but, a Chinese company that's right. going to flood this country right. with whatever somebody yeah. needs to access it. Even if it's $5 and it only works for two months, that's, that's what's going to get the access there. But like the Lightning port is not... On a Samsung phone, that, right? But I can. If, but I they, can if buy, they expand the protocol, I can out. buy a lightning charger at Staples yeah. for five dollars. Okay, and plug it into whatever, and it will work relatively well for about two months. I was going to say twenty minutes, but no, 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 it'll work for about two months because you can use those for car chargers. You can use them for whatever. So yeah, the quality on the headphones is going to be different than mm. it would be if you were buying an actual Apple product. But the but the availability will be there, okay? There because there will be a demand for it. There will always be some cheap, crappy knockoff. Now, does that make it better because the those wireless ones are more likely to give you scanner's head? I don't know, but that's going to be an issue for you know multiple levels of lawyers yeah. in the future to uh, sort out. So, so before we move on to Wilco and, and close us out, what is <laughs> what is the uh, what, what do you think is the next uh, ubiquitous technology to fall? I think we're just all going to get ports put in our arms and then yeah. you can just like stick your phone in your arm and then be done with it. Uh, sandwiches. Like there won't be sandwiches anymore. They'll just be. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just teasing. I don't have a good example. Uh, Dongles? No. You know, the, the Klosterman thing I heard recently that really rang true with me, this is going to sound like I'm co-opting Klosterman, but maybe I am, is like, in 50 or 100 years, hopefully we're going to look at chemotherapy and we're going to go, why did we fill people with poison to cure them? Like, yeah, there's going to be something like that. The most you like ubiquitous technology that's going to fall in the next five years. You keep talking about laptops. Dude, no one's going to buy a laptop in five years. Maybe. Not going to happen. Everything's going to be on a phone or a tablet. All right. Hey, you guys ready to talk about some Wilco? We are sure. always ready to talk about Wilco. Do you not know us?
name of that song you just heard is Locator. That is off of Wilco's, what is this now? Tenth. Tenth. Uh, did not, we? It's not just Counting tenth? Mermaid. Not Counting, not counting Mermaid. Mermaid. So Tenth album proper uh, entitled Schmilko. Uh, <laughs> if you don't get the reference, that's, uh, so they say, I don't know if there's truth to this, uh, the references to uh, Harry Nilsson's album. Um, I read Nilsson. something a day or two ago. There's an interview with him. There's been a couple. And Harry I, Nelson. And Not I read, Harry Nelson, because that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, that would be pretty cool. He's being interviewed by uh, David Bowen. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that real? Oh. No. <laughs> so what he said was, I read it as a diss. I'm sure other people will get mad. But he basically said, I couldn't name a record something as serious as a moon-shaped pool. <laughs> Which I think is friggin' hilarious. That is sick burn, Mr. Tweedy. <laughs> sick burn. Uh, this is, like you said, their 10th album. But he doesn't usually do stuff like no, that, No, 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 but this Does is a new way. Wait, we're going to talk about Errors of Wilco. Subtly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But none of their album titles have ever been that serious. No, Being there is named after a friggin' like, But to actually movie. Like, go after... Summer Teeth is named after the joke, Summer Teeth and some aren't. I know, but what I'm saying is I he's... I haven't heard him like go after like another. In band context, like it doesn't that. read like a burn, but the 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 it's a, it's words a, a moon shaped ma- pool a, jumped off the internet page burn. to me, and I was like, and, and, "That is and hilarious." Of, if he's listening right now. He's just like high fiving himself. Yes, good. <laughs> well, he's right over there. <laughs> from another, yeah, he's right from another there. room. Uh, this was this is a follow up to last year's surprise uh, album, Star Wars, which we were literally <laughs> recording a podcast while it dropped. I think you were on it. Yes, it was. Uh, you of course, Paul. he was yeah. on it. Yeah, no, no, we were on. We were on a. We were doing a different podcast, and I got a text. Yeah, that said, everybody started getting album, texts, and we like, were like, "Star Wars." Uh, that album made your best of the year, and that was With nice. With the photo of, it had, like, the cover was a kitten. Yeah. It popped out. It was free. That was just It was masterful. Amazing. It was masterful. Well, that was the three of us on that podcast. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so since then, they've basically been on the road. But uh, early on after that, they said, you know, maybe there's a little more coming. Maybe uh, just mm-hmm. hang tight, and uh, we may have a few more songs. Apparently, uh, Jeff Tweedy went into this big like writing fit when his wife was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. She's okay. She's in remission. Uh, and uh, so, and that, the ghost of that is on a lot of these songs, I think. And you can tell mm-hmm. uh, this is where Star Wars was a, a pretty raucous affair uh, by anybody's standards, but definitely by Wilco's standards at this point. Uh, this is a more subdued album and to my mind takes it back more to the honestly the earlier stuff like some of the being there stuff some of the some of the summer teeth stuff um Mm. you know where his lyrics were more introspective and not as uh not as uh fun as they got on later albums which i'm not a fan of and you know before Mm. we start discussion i should i should mention and be upfront about this like wilco the album and the whole love i am not fans of those albums at all. I, I can listen to them, mm-hmm. but in the whole canon of Wilco, uh, I'm not really a fan of those albums. I am a fan of all the albums. I will agree with I'm Kevin. I'm also wearing a Wilco the, t-shirt. <laughs> I will agree with Kevin for the first time, possibly in the last two years. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That, yeah, the, the, those the albums that you pointed out, I, I can pinpoint songs on them that I like, but as a whole, they're not my favorites. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and one of the reasons they're not is because there's this, uh, spirit to Wilco uh, that is I think it means something different to everybody else and honestly some people it means like when they got into him if you got into him mm-hmm. in 
during the AM period or you were into Uncle Tupelo, or if you're like Paul, you first heard of him on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I refer to those fans as posers. <laughs> wow. No. But not, not really. Uh, that's a lot of people. That is, that is a lot of people, but... Woo. Um, I, I will uh, I will say that you speak only for yourself and not for the rest I, of the people. I always, here. yep, I always do. <laughs> I just no, no, I no, I take away my support. I disagree. Um, and so, so here we are with with another uh, shot in the arm, if you will, uh, of uh, oh, nice one of Wilco their their tenth set. And for anyone that didn't get that, please go back and review all your Wilco songs. <laughs> yes, or delete your account. Let's oh. like, um. Yeah, have you guys seen that that Weird Al song? Huh? Check shot, your dongle. Shot in the dongle. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and you are to blame. Oh man! That shot through the dongle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the word that will haunt us for I guarantee you this yes. this is months. <laughs> Got to get edited. Uh, Edit this out. No. Um, so uh, we'll start with uh, super fan number one here. <laughs> Mr. Patrick, who uh, actually covered oh. the solid sound thing. Um, I will there. actually before before Superfan number one go gets ahead. going. Yes. I would like to point out that I already have my hotel reservations for next year's solid sound. Do you really? So, but they haven't yes. announced the dates. But you know what date is going to be? I'm, it's always the last weekend in June. Are Dar- we all going? Darry and I are going, mm. but we're going to do. You know Dave and I. Are we're going to do Airbnb because we like murder basements. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> Wait, I have a hotel that you could stay at. I'll tell you a story off okay. mic that is yeah. pretty much a hotel murder basement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, apparently you're really down with let's that. Let's get to the album. Let's go, let's go. I've been to the festival three times. I'm wearing a Wilco t- t-shirt. I've seen that band more than any. So and, take this with a grain of salt. And Kevin has a like an elephant tranquilizer gun, like prepared <laughs> in case you get too hyped yes. up. Uh, well, interesting. So any new Wilco album is a good thing as yep. far as I'm concerned. I think that the one of the things I would pick up on that you said in your sort of intro is... For me, the closest analog here is Suki Ray. And yeah, we talked about this a little bit on the Star Wars podcast. He had this prolific outpouring of songwriting mm-hmm. that was, I think, different than a lot of stuff he was doing before. And it was mostly just him, as yeah. opposed to writing with the band during that Suki Ray period. And I heard when Suki Ray came out, which, which had like 15 tracks, it was long. 15 tracks, double and album. I, and I think it might we, even be more. It might be I like think we said at the time, this is the best Wilco album in a decade. I don't know if I agree with that, but I like Suki Ray. But yeah. my point is, I heard at the time he had enough material to release another album right, right right out the gate. And so I think what has happened is he's taken those, whatever he was working through and working, whatever form they were in, you know, mid-period, rough draft, whatever, and worked them through with the band and got the band involved and has sort of converted them into Wilco songs. And we ended up with Star Wars and Schmilko. And now Schmilko. I think that the was it recorded at the same time? Yeah, not based. I mean, yeah, but in the roughly, same yeah. sort roughly. of general period. Right, right. And so, to me, this if you take these two records and Suki Ray, that's like almost because you talk about three three record arcs with a lot of bands. I think that's mm-hmm. like a three record arc. Oh, interesting. Um, is the the Tweety um, the Suki Ray Star Wars Schmilko arc? Right. And so. It's an arc I'm happy with in general. I think my main issue with all three of those albums, and I probably like Star Wars the best out of those three, just to set the table, because I'm trying to stay at a 10,000, 20,000 foot level here, is there's filler on all three. 
I feel like there's a little, like Suki Ray, the last, the second half of Suki Ray, I'm not super happy with. There are middle parts of Star Wars that I skip some tracks. The last three songs on this album, eh. that said, I like a lot of it. If if you're framing this as a triptych, I actually prefer Suki Ray to. I know you do. But I'm saying part of what I've been struggling with now hearing this and getting some more complete context, I think, for what's happened with this band, which is a band I love and adore in the last three or four years, because you're talking about uh, Suki Ray 2014, Star Wars 2015, this album 2016. That's really fast for Jeff Tweedy and Wilco. It's usually three or four years between an album in general. So my question that I've been struggling with with this, and I don't mean to turn the podcast into being about this, is... Are we better off if we had gotten like a double album from Wilco that had the best 20 tracks from that three album arc? Yeah. Or are we better off getting three albums, each of which has a little bit more than I wanted on it? That's kind of what I'm struggling with as a a sort of 20,000, 30,000 foot level conversation. And and, and, uh, and, uh, that's a good point to make. And and I think the answer is we're uh, ultimately better off with the three albums and it gets into our expectations. When we, when Paul and I sat down here and talked about Lydia Loveless, like it was a hard conversation because we, we indestructible machine. I said on the podcast, my, one of my favorite albums of this century. Mm. And mm. when you have an artist that can do that and then goes and does this other thing, we all have a much deeper relationship to Wilco. And so what we couldn't do with, Bloody Loveless is discussed that as just like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, and just trash it because we just didn't like the new album. Right. With, with this, it's... It's it, also it, along the lines of your Isbell theory. Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting right. to. And and with this, it's a matter of of not just our expectations, but like, do we need more Wilco music? If And if the answer is yes, then like sort of what are we, what are we complaining about, if anything, and why be critical? Because... Mm-hmm. You know, ten albums over however many years. Twenty two yeah, years. Twenty two years. years. That's a lot of material and, and there's a lot for us to go back to. Uh for me, this uh I I ended up uh I was excited to hear it after Star Wars and I ended up really liking it for the mentions that I for the reasons that I mentioned up front, because the parts of Wilco that I always have enjoyed the most are the sort of quieter. Mm-hmm. things and and even the more abstract wordplay some of that is ends up on the mermaid albums uh especially mm-hmm. although and and with this uh I, I will give you there are some laws and there are some weak parts in this but it is less a because i wasn't satisfied with their big statement which was the whole love that was that was their big that was supposed to be their big thing because i wasn't satisfied with that now i'm sort of like these little blasts of of just a band playing are are immensely satisfying to me. And so I can listen to this and I'm like getting caught up in hype though. I sort of no, feel no, like no, it's no, six no. and it one half nothing, of the it has, other. It has nothing to do with hype. Hmm. It has to do with like how, like if I want to listen to Wilco right now, I'm going to put on summer teeth. I no, I, I, I legit, and, and I, I can't believe how much I agree with everything that's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> that's why I'm laughing is because yeah. I'm like, damn, those are like all my comments. Well, <laughs> that well, never well, happens. well, elaborate on that because so we, we can like commiserate on this. So it's it is very much a you know, if if we're going to hold this up as like, is this one of the best albums of the year? Nope. Absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. 
But it's also a Wilco album, a band that we have a long-term relationship mm. with that we're like, are we happy that there's something here? Yeah. Actually, I am. You know? Summer Teeth is probably one of the most definitive like albums of my life. I just yeah. always harken back to it. Every time, like even when we were sitting here and you got a text and it said Wilco has a new album that's dropping, I get this. I get an, a sense of excitement, but I also am just like, oh shit, it's not gonna sound like Summer Teeth. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that album was like what 1997. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like a zillion years ago. But I still compare everything. It's, might be 99. Okay, well, whatever. Sorry. It's it's several years, several decades ago. Yeah. Um. I I have loved Uncle Tupelo. I loved the outset of Sunvolt before they got super boring yeah. <laughs> and Dave Farrar just fell off the planet. I pretty much have loved everything that Jeff Tweedy comes up with, but I do agree that there have been a number of their out their ventures that have just kind of left me flat. Whole Love, Black Moon is like one of yeah, my there's favorite moments, songs. There's, points there's on moments that and points on yeah. it in the rest Rising of the album. Ch- it's kind of like this. The rest of mm. those albums, it's just, I, I mm. can't remember a single song on them. Mm. Um, I take your point, and I think that if he had pulled all three of these efforts into a double album like Summer Teeth, mm. you would have had this amazing compendium of... Um, you know, the best of those three things. But I don't think it would have reached the full panoply of Wilco fans because there are so many people yeah. who only identify with AM or only identify with, you know... Well, let's uh, let's talk about those eras because I actually listed them out here. You know, you, you legitimately have, I, I think at this point, like uh, maybe, maybe even five groups of fans, but like you have the people, Uncle Tupelo, right. AM through Summer Teeth, and then Yankee, but, but I think but, those but people jumped off but, at, but, at, at, at Summer Teeth. But I, yeah, Summer I, don't think, I think I don't being think... there still close enough to the sound yeah. that it falls within. That album was almost called Baby, by the way. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think AM and Summer Teeth are even. They're very no, no, no. Different. But, but, well, but yeah. I'm talking about eras, like where you can get right. the, get the split. So yeah, a, but, AM building up to Summer Teeth because look, uh, being there, and when Quinn comes back, we're gonna do a talk just on being there because it's it is it is the motherfucker of an album. <laughs> That album is so like. Has Quinn even heard being there? Yes. Oh, okay. He sits alone in the dark and drips like wax on his knee or something. I don't know what he does. <laughs> That's Quinn is, weird. Quinn yeah, is seriously is like one of the uh, most well versed young young yeah. persons that I know. Yeah. Other than my amazing dog. Um. So so you have Detroit Am the Summer force. Teeth. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot sounds stands by itself. That is part in function due to how the record was made and and the sound of the record and also the time it was released. You know that 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 album is one of the most beautiful pieces of art, and and you're like Patrick is is melting into his chair. <laughs> for for me, I can't separate out what was going on with the band, what was going on with the movie that was going along behind it, yeah. the the entire fucking nonsense that was going on with record labels in general. That that mm-hmm. whole that was Napster. All of it just personified that they got they got dropped from IRS and they got like brought back up. They went through Warner. Where I mean, they went through like Patrick. You should be doing the narrative on this, or Frank. Well, Frank Armisen. All that Frank is Armisen. true. I I think my issue is I I think that a ghost is born 
is like Godfather Two if Yankee Hotel. Well, well, Hotel, I'm getting Fox there. So, 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 but you 1. had all these people that came on <laughs> at at Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and you had people who loved them before who were like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. this is good." Like it, to this day, that album is now an album that I don't really revisit too much. Like I'd rather listen to a Ghost Is Born. I would, and yeah, and so so and the both next, of them are. St- Stunning. They're great. So the next headphones. The next phase was out. A Ghost Not is Born, which is stunning. <laughs> and then Sky Blue Sky, which I honestly, uh, if you remove uh, the being, there's, wagon ends. being there's its own thing, if you remove Summer Teeth from the canon, uh, Sky Blue Sky might be my favorite album. It's great. It's of theirs. It is fan- mm-hmm. for for if only for the fact that it has impossible journey. Uh, Germany, Germany right. and and that introduced basically the world to Nils Klein. Sure, but also I will say that that is where they um, became the spokesperson for Volkswagen and ended up with a whole entire new yeah. set of fans. Mm-hmm. And they serviced those fans on the next phase, which was Wilco and Whole Love. Yep, which had nothing to do with anything that came before. And and yeah, and you, as an old school fan, yeah, I have to struggle to get through them. So you know, you have all these different. Things and again, back to like, do we require that it remind us of that stuff, or do we just have, or have we bought in and invested in the band? So, what they're going to do, we're going to listen to and be okay with it. The Jason Isbell theory we know they're talented, we know mm-hmm. they're not going to like hit it out of the park every time now, but like, they're a pretty steady clip, one a year now, at least Tweety is uh, right now. Yeah, we'll see how long that. So, if, if holds one up. a year, is there. Uh, is there really any need to do this podcast? <laughs> but here's the thing: is that if, if, oh, if he no. were, if you were in charge of looking at the catalog of those three albums and putting together the, the summer teeth compendium of it, <laughs> do you want to hear my track you list? Would, oh. You would probably cut out the songs that I actually wait, wait, like on which that. compendium. No, what I'm saying is These that... These three albums? No, what I'm saying, you earlier said that right. would it have been better for them to take these three albums and pull them into a two-disc... I made a track list. I was emailing with Eduardo, and I made a track list right. that was Star Wars and Schmilko, mm-hmm. and it was 14, 12 or 14 tracks. Okay. And I said, if it, this had been one album, it would be the best album that ever came out in any year. In your opinion. In my opinion. And you would have left out a lot of other Wilco fans who might not be... <laughs> Of the ilk that you are, well, but, but that's, who also but that's part of the point is have loved the band for a really long time, right? And there's also the argument of uh, we're just going to chase our own tail. Like yeah. you're going to talk about Cars Can't Escape should have been on Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I don't think it should. I think it should have been on uh, on uh, Summer Teeth. Well, or Summer Teeth. I'm going to uh, Student Loan Stereo. I mean, Blasting Fonda. Like there's a whole <laughs> set of B sides that part of I think what's happening. Are you is, saying there's a whole set of B sides that are better than this album? No. I'm saying I think we got some of the B-sides this time. And I agree. Here's, and here's I, and my I agree analogy. With that. I agree and here's with that. my analogy. Right. So it's also an age thing because Springsteen supposedly, when they were making Born to Run, was keeping people up all night, slaving over every detail, yeah. recording everything, re-recording it, throwing it away, starting over, rethinking everything. He was worried about every single piece. You see, the, you hear the same thing about Stevie Wonder with Inner Visions, Songs in the Key of Life. The stories about Summer Teeth are that Jay Bennett and Jeff Tweedy just got high and lost their minds in the studio and just played around and re-engineered everything. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot famously started out sounding probably a lot like Schmilko and became something totally different with Jim O'Rourke. I think Jeff Tweedy has just gotten to the point of like, I'm a good songwriter. 
I have enough confidence now that I've been doing this for almost 50 years on planet Earth or 30 years on planet Earth that I trust myself. I know that this band can make just about anything work. Mm-hmm. So we're going to release the songs that I want to put out that work. And so I think we're getting a less... Um, <sighs> a less self-important, less artistically stringent version of Wilco. I don't think that's good or bad. I just think it's where we are now. Let's hear a track, because yeah. I, think, I, 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 I think I might subscribe to a newsletter. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to hear a track, uh, Nope, right now. And this is uh, Nope off of Wilco's Schmilko. Songs, nope. Uh, like that, that is one that uh, gets into uh, a little bit. That's what I'm talking about. The undefinable classic, like Wilco sound. Oh, it's just right on. Yeah, it, it hits that sweet spot that you. And I don't know if that started in Uncle Tupelo. I don't think it did. Um, but it's slightly dissonant. Um, it's it's a different way of, of playing acoustic guitar. I think that was out of necessity from Jeff Tweedy because he really couldn't really couldn't play guitar when he started. Oh, he's a bass player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and so you get, jumping around like a pogo stick, and now he barely moves. So. Yeah, yeah, um, and a pretty good example, I think, of what you're going to get on this album. Like, that's probably I think that's that's as the lively, rockiest that's as song lively on this as album, it gets. other than maybe Locator. This is actually. lively as it gets. Oh, Locator is fantastic. But w- wouldn't it be great if it went on for another minute and a half? Actually, no. Uh-huh. I I this is what I appreciate about this album is that 
the one parts, song over four minutes. <laughs> exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were a number of times in this album when I started to get like really nervous the first couple of times that I listened to it. And I kept thinking, oh, even though I've already heard this and I know it doesn't do what I think it's going to do. I didn't, I didn't trust that it wasn't going to just like jump off the rails and go all over the fucking place. Yeah. But like mm. uh, cry all day. Actually, the first three songs on this album are definitely B-sides from Summer Teeth and could actually... Normal American Kids. Well, oh, I, I would put that on Yankee Hill Hotel Foxtrot. What are you Foxtrot? talking about, B-sides from uh, Summer Teeth? There's no, no, no. no horns. There's no keyboards. There's no <sighs> drugged out Beach Boys shit. They're not B-sides from Summer Teeth. They're Yankee. not. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, then. They're B-sides from Yankee Hotel Foxtrot before okay. Jim O'Rourke mixed I it. I put them on the wrong album, all but right. for me, they sound to me like Summer Teeth, so suck all it. All right, all right. Anyway, Cry All Day, when it gets to the end of that... You think it's getting ready to just like launch into one of their like seventeen mm-hmm. minute good running song. No, it's not. Oh. It's hellacious to listen I'm to sorry. ambient noise for seventeen minutes. No, no, no. Cry all day, not content. Cry all day's fantastic. Yeah, because if it were to actually then go into the ghost is born bullshit, <laughs> it's like oh please don't please 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 don't go down that road. And it doesn't. Yeah. It actually shuts it off, which is which is nice. Um, there's a couple of tracks on here. Actually, there's only one. Common Sense, honestly, that's the song that didn't need to get made. And I don't get it because he they actually have outside people who have come back who are, you know, playing right, right. supposedly brilliantly on it. But that song doesn't make an ounce of sense. It's <laughs> not cohesive. It doesn't mm. fit with the rest of the album. It's no Bonnie Bear. It's no <laughs> Thankfully nothing is. But it's that song doesn't make Analysis sense the rest of the album I think fits really beautifully into kind of giving what every genre of Wilco fan needs in order to keep liking Wilco. They've been around yeah. for over two decades. I I, I read a, a really bullshit review and I think it was Stereo Gum. Uh, and if it wasn't, I don't mind calling Stereo Gum out because they fucking suck. <laughs> I read it. Uh, I'll tell you if you got it right. But uh, <laughs> but but the but the review was basically talking about this album. They weren't generally warm about the album, but they they uh, they were basically saying Wilco could have like gone out on top with the whole love. And, Could have been a career topper. Yeah, career topper. And seemed like it was going to be. And like those those type of reviews and those type of fans, like I think, don't really get what Wilco is. Because they're driving to their office in their Volkswagen Passat. Oh, I, I don't want to make those judgments. But because oh, of the Volkswagen ads. I, I don't want to make those judgments, but but I do, <laughs> I, will. I, I do think that like... <laughs> That that if you if you view this as uh, as a band that was ever like a a uh, a commodity, you know, a driving force of indie rock because it was just something that people could sell, then uh, you grossly uh, misunderstand this band um, and misunderstand where they came from. Uh, you know, this is Jeff, Jeff Sweetie has proven to be easily one of mm-hmm. the best songwriters of our generation. Uh, this is we were. Uh, with, o- with Bonnie there, I mean honestly, Bonnie, yeah. I'm just teasing. We, we, we were hashing over. We were That's hashing a over. Fine Patrick. generation, by the way. <laughs> no, we, we, while ha- we're talking Patrick, about that, we were hashing over like how long it's been since this lineup. Twelve years. Twelve years, which yeah. is fucking insane. And so you have this stable lineup where everything else was in turmoil. And granted, he's gotten older, and that's what happens when you get older. Well, and not to jump in, but part of what's great, it takes at least ten listens, maybe fifteen. 
before you realize what Glenn Kochi is doing on this album. Yeah. On songs like Quarters, where it's that bum, 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 which, and, or, or even on Cry All Day, how much he's just gently brushing and, and, and keeping that song going. It's just, the playing is like exquisite. Glenn Kochi, one of the greatest drummers of all time. If, I mean, that Glenn Kochi? Ginger Baker is, are we talking rock or just jazz everything. or everything? Everything. Certainly, I don't think Glenn Kochi's a drummer. I think he's probably a percussionist. I mean, that's yeah. a, the best compliment I can give him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but the but sometimes the band doesn't have that much to do on this album, mm-hmm. and they do it so exquisitely. But like Nails, go, where, oh, Nails is hiding in there. the back. Oh, he plays that plays weird slide guitar on the first song. But it's okay, because we got that album Lovers that he put out. <laughs> well, that's okay with me because I like that album a lot. I, I love that album. That, that's my point. It's like you have now these like master mm. musicians coming together in this formation. That I mean, name another band that has this many like people that are this talented in it. I, I can't. Girl pool. Yeah, just girl pool. <laughs> I I I I wanted to. S- make a, a, a strong statement for the last half of mm-hmm. this album. The last... Bring I, it. I like... I lo- there are a number of songs on here that are direct descendants from prior songs off of other albums, and I'm not going to name them. And if you want to question me on them, that's fine. But the last four songs, Locator, good God, that is such an amazing song. Yeah, it is great. The baseline on that is Spirit kills it. One of the one of the best I've heard this year. It mm-hmm. just it really just hits exactly where it needs to be. They it's know such how a, to make the rock. They do. And they know how to like bring the paranoia and how to uh-huh. bring a feeling to a song. And I routinely go off on lyrics and that I feel like a lot of bands and a lot of um singers don't put enough thought into lyrics. I do think that this album is pretty spot on with mm-hmm. lyrics and nobody's ever really questioned Tweety on, on lyrics nah. when you can actually understand them. This album, when I got all the way through it the second or third time, um, I kind of felt like I had a, like a tepid idea about it. And then I started listening to it through headphones and started really absorbing like Way all the different lyrics yeah. so much better through headphones. But it's um, after the third or fourth listen, I started to get like seriously worried about him as a person again, and I was like, "God, everything on this." But album isn't that? And, and this is so this is really unfair. That's okay with me. I, I, no, no, us no, as but fans, wait, let me finish. This is really unfair. But what? go ahead. No, no, it's just I started to really think about like everything that he was saying, and I knew what was going on in his personal life, and I was like, "God, I really hope that somebody." It's keeping an eye on him and somebody is monitoring his meds and this has been a really tough year for everybody. And then I, when I started looking up the timing on it and I realized that most of these songs had been recorded a year ago and mm. he's still fine. I was like so relieved. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but so to that point though. La- the last song is Just Say Goodbye. Yeah. Fuck, that's, That song's you know, fantastic. It's, it's an is amazing... Is it the end of the band? No, no, no. no. no of course not. I, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just like, if you know anything about Jeff Tweedy's history and you know anything about everything that this, that this entire band has gone through in the last, I'll say, 25 years and then Uncle Tupelo even before yeah. that, you hear uh, uh, all the lyrics of this all put together and he's like reflecting back on just all the bullshit that goes on when you're a teenager and then you end with a song like Just Say Goodbye 
honestly, it made me feel so much better to think, okay, it's been a year since they did this and he's fine. But and, and so and I want to start to wrap this up. But but to, to that point, what I was saying isn't that gross, like on our part. And and I, I'm not. I'm taking credit for it completely. The where we fell in love with this band mm-hmm. was hearing Jeff Tweedy tortured. Like yeah. that. That is. Oh, he's summer teeth. The stories. If you read the Greg Cott book, which I recently even the, read even, again, even being there, mm-hmm. being there was a little more. Being there is more like baby stress. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we fell in love with him being tortured, and he documented it on yeah. Summer Teeth and Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Summer Teeth, and to the a, famous to story is he, he eats a pot cookie or pot brownie yeah. on the way driving down to the studio, and the reason he and Jay Bennett become such close buddies and end up hanging out in the studio and remixing that entire thing is Jay Bennett is his only friend getting him through that bad trip. Yeah. Like, he was just losing it. Yeah. Right. So You get the painkillers, you got all this stuff. So, so but but it turns out he's okay now. I know, but it, I think, and he's and he's learned to not drift into that suffering that that we as fans of not just Wilco, everybody like like so much. We like the story and and the music, though. I don't think that. I, I mean, to 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 clarify, I think that everybody can really appreciate the beauty of what comes out of or what has yeah. come out in the past when he's been going through that. Um. Yeah, but seriously, this time through, this this was so evocative of prior times that I was like, oh, Jesus, I really hope this is not an indicator. Because, like, you got Black Star, which, yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a different timeline yeah. and somebody who knew that his end was near and put out this masterpiece. And then you've got this and you have Prince who OD'd on the same kind of painkillers that Tweety has who, who fortunately did not put out a masterpiece. Who did not album. put out a masterpiece <laughs> because he didn't know that his time was near, yeah. but who was facing the same sort of demons that Tweety has faced and hopefully overcome over the years. Mm-hmm. And you look at yeah. everything that's been going on in his personal life and you think, Jesus, I really hope that this is not some sort of indicator, but he's been fine for a year and he's making jokes on, um, Portlandia. So well, I mean, you, you mentioned Bowie, and we and we will close it after uh, uh, after this. Is that uh, I often wonder how much of an impact that had on on these artists, especially artists of Jeff Tweedy's age. Well, I, I know at um, uh, Dar they closed with um, Space Oddity. So yeah. I, I know as a podcast producer, right. it was like oh, we better do this or if not. You listen to Spiders, and it's a complete ripoff of Width of a Circle. Absolutely, and a jam. absolutely, it's absolutely the but, same but, melody. But you know, like for us, it was we better do this or not, and we're going to do it, and that's why we do two f- fucking podcasts a week now. And I, people have said that this year is one of the best years in music of in recent memory, and I don't disagree. It's just a lot of buying going. It on is a lot, show. but 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 like. <laughs> But there's a lot. I know, I know. Buying. I'm just giving you a hard time. Like how? Uh, like, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Yeah, and so, so I often wonder, like, how much like that jump started uh, a lot of people that well, just like holy it's also, shit. It's also there's no record industry. What do you have to lose? Why would yeah. you make an album that you think I got to write these songs because people want to buy a certain? T- yeah. Make whatever you want and make it good. And get yeah, it out there, yeah. especially if you own your own record label, DBPM. DBPM, you, right? The fine people at DBPM, right? Uh, so, Patrick, what are you going to do? 
You can't lie. I've already seen the picture. I mean, Patrick, on how many different types of no, I, format I, I, have you bought this look, album? <laughs> when you say new Wilco album, it's a buy for me. Yes. But let me say that I have struggled with the second half of this album. I think I've now come to the conclusion you guys like the last song more than I do. I would cut the last three songs of this album. Huh. I think up through Locator, it is accepting that common sense. I don't feel quite as strongly about about it as you do. Uh, Carrie, but I, I don't particularly enjoy it. I appreciate the experiment that it is and where it fits on the album, and that it has to go in between Cryo Day and um, Nope. I get it, and I would like to see it live because I think that the playing is killer. But if you take it yeah, up through I, those, I actually can't wait to see this live. Right. Well, I've seen two of the songs live. Yeah. But if you take it up for the first nine songs, to me that would be almost a Pretty close to perfect record. Yeah. The last three I could sort of take or leave. But you know what? Like I could take or leave on and on and everlasting love or yeah. whatever on those other albums. And I like those albums. Love on and on. Right. Really? So so <laughs> on and on is good. What was the one? I'm uh, always like Sunday mopping the last yeah. song or two off of a Wilco album. So I think it's really good. I think it's super insular. I think it's sure. whispered in tone. I think that when a guitar chord hits like we heard in Nope in the last it's jarring. forty five it's like a huge event. Yeah. Right? Or like someone actually hits a drum hard. You're like, whoa, but, this is crazy. And in an album, that may not make sense. But in a career? Well, and in this okay. album, it works. I think, and I'm so I'm a total buy. I think my tagline is, for me, it's going to be in the middle to bottom of my overall Wilco canon. Mm -hmm. I, If you put a gun to my head, I'd probably rather listen to Star Wars. I still think this is good. Um. And the end result is like, why are we complaining about more music from a band that's this solid? Like, yep. I just, I also, my last point is, I think this is more, I think we're drift, drifting more and more towards this becoming, sorry, here's my closer question. <laughs> you can edit me down. Here it is. Ready? I already marked it. You ready? Oh, it's good. Ready? Yeah. Could he have made this without the band? Other than common sense? No. You don't think with uh, Spencer and nope. what's his face Scott nope. McConaughey and nope. the other guy? No, because this is this, and feel, the this feels like a Wilco album, and I don't know you what makes. So? Yeah, absolutely. Do. I don't know you, if you, I agree. I don't think you can have Locator without yeah. the full band. Yeah. So we've got two songs. I'm no, I'm. I could point out more. I'm just saying right. what I'm I mean, looking high at. High as Hello on on Suki Ray is pretty intense and weird and structured and has a lot of arrangement. Yep. On it. This feels like a Wilco you album. Think that so? felt like yep. yep. It feels more like a solo album to me, but I'm going to leave it right there. All right. Gary, now, what are you thank doing? you for editing me. Bye. <laughs> um, I am a, a pretty solid buy. And when you oh. first, I know, and that's that's changed since, since, the, since uh, this morning. Well, this morning I was didn't want to be the only other person on the podcast this weekend <laughs> because I didn't have enough <laughs> solid things to say about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I. I when you first sent this around a couple weeks ago, uh, I was a little meh. I was a little tepid because it's not Summer Teeth, and that's my favorite. It's also, it takes a while. And it it's not a three-listen. Yeah. No. It's not a three-listen album. A and I will, my, my takeaway from it would be, if you are going to delve into this, give it some time, listen to a good quality set of headphones, and listen to the whole thing skip over common sense because that's a bullshit song that never should have been recorded but um <laughs> god damn locator is just yeah 
fucking amazing that song um it is it might be because uh i also just finished watching stranger things so like that baseline really kind of kind of hits right where it's supposed to but um shrug and destroy uh to me great sounds, song title it, yeah and it's a it's a straight up elliot smith it, don't listen to this when you're depressed but or do or oh, don't yeah, but um, kevin's never depressed anymore <laughs> <laughs> you're that's right why, that's why kevin's on a solid but um <laughs> there the I, I i think that patrick makes some great points about the whole you know canon of wilco and where this fits into it I personally would put it in my top four. Wow. Um, yeah. All right. It's, it's, it's up there. So that's solid. Okay. Yeah. It's above AM for me. All right. Uh, I'm not going to be that solid to buy, but, but I'm also on the buy tip. Uh, so we get another triple, triple buy. Uh, which this podcast is a fucking disgrace. Which, which means. This podcast is a farce. Which means a triple buy. That should be on the intro, by the way, where you and I yell, this podcast is a disgrace. Sorry. Triple buy, which means the first like three people who email us now will buy him a copy. Wait, that's that, Eduardo's thing. No, that's a Eduardo, new thing. Eduardo, are you in your closet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah but uh, yeah, I... My relationship to this band is just... Uh, I drown in both being there and Summer Teeth. Uh, I mean, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot was... Right in the middle of me getting a divorce, and being, and being in a relationship huh. while like that, in wow. that and that was right in the middle of me deciding that I needed to get right. divorced, and it, and and <laughs> it was right in the middle but, of me going to law school. Wait a minute, but but <laughs> but but point is is that I have Bad this very <laughs> like many people like maybe your situations were different. Maybe you just couldn't decide if you wanted the mac and cheese or the the bacon BLT. <laughs> But <laughs> I want to be a vegetarian. I can't decide. Uh, but but my point is is that you know it, I think if you're a Wilco fan, you actually do have uh, strong emotional connections to this band, and strong emotional connections to certain like albums for sure. Mm-hmm. And even though they let me down a little while uh, for a little while with Wilco, the album and the whole love. Uh, that's what relationships are like, man. Sometimes it's like <laughs> sometimes you get to stick it out. Start out, and then and, you get Star Wars, and yeah, and then, and then you get something like Star Wars and exciting. And but it, solitaire and rising red lung could be on this album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there are. This is not for sure, but they aren't. Mm. And and mm. so what we're what <laughs> what 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 I you made your point, sir. What I love We've about this it. is is that it is coming out of this surprise album with just this thing that's just like. We're Wilco. You still hanging out? Like, and yeah, I am. I'm like, I'm still like, okay, that's cool. So, it's a triple buy for uh, Wilco Schmilco.
All right. So Wilco Schmilko, uh, that's our take. Uh, you know, that album's out now. Uh, you might have gone to a listening party for it. Uh, maybe you maybe you liked it. If you stuck with us, uh, maybe you agree with us. Maybe we made you angry. I don't know. There's maybe a little we place, uh, tickled your dongle. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to let that hang. <laughs> um, but uh, regardless, I mean, you know, as I've been saying lately, is like the point of all this is like we get, you know, we're drinking a few beers. Uh, wait, Wednesday night. Yeah, that's no, not Thursday. And uh, we just get down to talk about music that we love. And uh, so maybe you're on the fence. Maybe you just want to know more about it. But hopefully we have we have serviced you. Your dongle. <laughs> maybe mentally you're still in Canada. Who knows? May, may, I, dude, I'm so <laughs> mentally still in Canada. Um, where everything is better. Uh, but. It's also metric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That hundred hour day, though, it's tough. <laughs> Everything is ten times larger, though. You know, we're we're almost we're almost <laughs> so many dongles. Um, we're we're almost to the end here, though. And uh, but before that, we like to like to share some sounds, uh, sort of without comment. This is just a thing that like we're like. I mean, the comment would be like, "Yes, we think this is groovy, people." And so this is something that I hope uh, you find uh, very groovy, talking about uh, a song from the Flat Five out of Chicago. They have a new album out called It's a World of Love and Hope. Uh, the name of the track we're going to play is This Is Your Night, but a little bit about the Flat Five first. Uh, they've been kicking around there, started little little one-off gigs, and then they started doing uh, residencies at the hideout. This is made up of Kelly Hogan, Nora O'Connor, Scott Ligon, Casey McDonough, Alex Hall, uh, the hideout is an awesome The hideout thing. is an awesome yeah. place uh, All these people have toured with the likes of Nico Case, NRBQ, Decemberist Andrew mm-hmm. Bird, Mavis Staples mm-hmm. Might have heard of her Iron and Wine, Jacob Dylan, Robbie Folks, Alejandra Escovedo nor- New por- Pornographers uh, this is this is a super. Did you group. say the Newport pornographers? Yeah, Sorry. Newport for not, uh Man, if that's a thing next year, <laughs> um, the the point I'm trying to make here is that these people uh, are, are, as they say in the biz, fucking pros, and they have been around, and they finally got to. They are uh, well traveled. If you've heard about any of these shows, you know they were fantastic. I had never made it to one, but uh, that's okay because they made an album now. So. This is, I can't wait to see the look on uh, Patrick's face here. Uh, this is going to be the first time you hear this track. Uh, they just premiered this on something, uh, but now we're playing it for you. So this is this is your night of the Flat Fives. It's a world of love and hope. Let's go.
This is your night. <laughs> the Flat Five. The World of Love and Hope at October 14th. God damn it, that's oh, good. When are they coming? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're coming soon, actually. I think it might be November. I have to look at the tour dates, but yeah, I, th- I think they've got a uh, DC uh, date planned soon. Which I-, I hope to get them down here because all of those people involved are bad. Well, what's her face from Wilco knows Kelly Hogan. Sure. The what? Uh, Deb from Wilco knows. Oh, Kelly. sure. Sure, sure. Um. Yeah, so you dug that, Patrick? Is you're tearing su- up your Thundercats notebook? I, I, I've never ruined the spiral binding, but um, I super <laughs> dug that. I love Kelly Hogan. I love anything that happened at the hideout. I used to live in Chicago. A-plus all around. That's now on my best of September mix. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, That's so, really going on my uh, end of summer. I have to listen to this over and over again. Best of all, I play best that. I, Ladies out of town, I'll play that too with uh, me and Gizmo. We're just gonna sit <laughs> around and be like, "Yeah, that's really damning it with faint praise, Gizmo." Oh, no, I don't think it is. Gizmo is very snobby. Yeah, yeah, but you listen to he's a lot a swi- of Boston with that. Cat he's a too. swinging cat. Yeah, but you listen to a lot of Boston with him as that's well. True. And Hollow Notes. But look, this is this is all good stuff. <laughs> uh, thank you to the Flat Five for making that. And that is our podcast for this week. If you like what you heard, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Google Play, Mixcloud. I've seen people liking a lot of stuff on there. We are on Deezer. Uh, we are on Stitcher still. Uh, I might start throwing these Tinder. up. Tinder. Uh, I might start, huh? Come on, I make that joke every time. What? Tinder. Uh, Tinder. Tinder. Yeah, we are on Tinder. Swipe right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, is that what it is? Is it swipe right or left? I don't know. I'm not on Tinder. Okay. Uh, and, uh, might start throwing these up on SoundCloud. Just one at a time. You should. Yeah. Because uh, if you like the, the DC-based one, what is it called? Hometown Sounds. They're on there. Yeah, I listen to that one. Are. So, uh. Everywhere you want to be. Can that be our new uh, slogan, or is that already taken? Hmm. I think it's, Who cares? Uh, movies now more than ever. Oh, sorry. <laughs> movies now more than ever? <laughs> That's a uh, reference to the player. Never mind. Cat butts, you know you want it? Cat butts, you know you want it. Is cool. that, yeah. If you have a slogan for us, uh, email it to Carrie at ChunkyGlasses.com. She'll <sighs> make sure that this gets put in the action. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read Dingle an app. Okay, keep going. <laughs> I read all dongle? my emails. Dongle. Did I say Dingle? Yeah. Dongle. It can be soon. Yeah. Uh, signing off from Dongle the podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, this is, we'll talk to you in a few short days. Until then, uh, be good to your ears, be better to your people. See you later. Dongle. <laughs> Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>